It's amazing. I love it so much. I'm just where it's getting gay. It's perfect. Harley freaking Quinn, the podcast all about Harley Quinn. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm Jess. And this episode, we're going to talk about season one, episode eight, LOD, RSVP. Now, man, this episode is wild. It has a lot going on. Yeah, I didn't really realize until we sat down to rewatch it and we were taking notes and to just see how many like side plots were going on and um like where it starts and how it ends how much was being teed up yeah Mm -hmm. so it took us quite a while to get through this episode because we'd have to like pause and then write a bunch of notes because we're like oh my god some so much has just happened in the last five minutes yeah important dialogue important introductions important setup it it was a lot It's a pretty pivotal one, and yeah, it does flow so smoothly that I didn't realize how much they were jamming in the first time I watched it, but I have literally twice as many notes about this episode, mostly about plot, than I do any other episode we've reviewed so far. Yeah, but it's like, it's not just plot heavy, because like, so much of the plot is about about the characters and like how they're feeling and their development yeah and how they're developing like it's a pivotal episode i think for ivy's story for it's the first time we see like a hint of king shark's background um and and harley obviously uh i would say it kind of pays off at least in her mind what she's been doing the last eight episodes yeah uh you know or last seven episodes to get to this point. So um, we don't really have a lot of other stuff to discuss because to be honest, we are recording pretty much back to back. Exactly. We recorded our episode seven recap just yesterday. So not much has happened since then. So we're just going to dive right in to the recap. Do you want to kick us off? Well, we leave the title sequence to start off at the Atlantis Museum of Art where King Shark is apparently just chilling. Yeah, he's looking at the brochure, right? Mm-hmm. In the bottom of the ocean. This is probably one of my favorite cold opens. And uh and because it's everybody working together. But anyway, the crew is ripping off the <laughs> the, the museum. The Atlantis Museum of Art. The guards give chase, and then they're stopped by Aquaman, who is so clearly Clayface. Yes. Being like, ha-ha, I shall pursue them. But he's not actually that far off with how, like, compared yeah. to how Aquaman actually talks, but it's just yeah. his voice. They're, they're both just fucking Frasers. Yeah. That's it. So uh, they... Uh, are able to get out of the water and into their getaway boat, but that's when the real Aquaman shows up. Yeah, he he is definitely not Jason Momoa Aquaman. He is no. like, oh man, he's not even like Justice League Unlimited Aquaman. He is such a nerd. Um, 
and uh, he's you know trying to get them to. So I guess they stole his his family jewels, family jewels, uh, actually gemstones, <laughs> and trying to get them back. And um, they're kind of just making fun of him the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's real easy too. But uh, uh, he does say that King Shark's mom would be embarrassed by him. Right. And no one like does a double take because it's just like the stakes are high right now. And um, Clayface is just kind of like actually very impressed with the way he's talking <laughs> and just like I, like hands him the, the box of jewels. And Harley is like, whoa, what's going on? And uh, I, Clayface calls him the Shakespeare of the Deep. And Aquaman says, actually, I've always thought of myself as the Dickens of the Deep. You mean paid by the word? Oh, <laughs> and, I hate Charles Dickens. Hot and, take. And Harley says, calls him Deep Dickens, which the joke was right there. Oh, yeah. no. Um, we're going to pause because Shadow is right outside the door. All right. We're back after dog interruption. Yes. Okay. So they make fun of him, call him Frasier. I want to pause right here because I have to mention that Harley is wearing a Harley wetsuit <laughs> like it's in her colors and um that just reminds me that this is a, an episode where um harley gets to try on like multiple different outfits which mm -hmm. i thought was really cool she has like her business casual outfit at the lod later she has like a uh party dress outfit and then she has this wetsuit glad the artists get to play with character design no it's all good things here Right. Speaking of swimsuits, though. Right. So Aquaman is kind of like uh, says, uh, his like dolphin friend like makes fun of Harley. And Harley's like, what did that dolphin say to me? And apparently that is like her last straw <laughs> because she like gets up and she like fires off a flare. And that's when Ivy comes up from the water and she says, did someone call for some kelp? And she uses her powers to, like, wrap Aquaman and his dolphin friend in a bunch of kelp. And she's wearing a bathing suit with, like, a knife on her th uh, it is, thigh. I haven't, like, Googled to double check, but it looks like it's exactly the one that, like, Ursula Andress wore in um, whichever James Bond movie that was. Oh, nice. No, I could totally see that. And, um, but green, not white. So they get away with the prize, the whole team, and they go back to the mall. And Aquaman calls her a plant witch, oh, though, yeah. which also like stuck Unha out of me. <laughs> Unhand me, you plant witch! And uh, so they're back at the mall, watching the news report, right? Because everyone's so hyped. They're like, "This is definitely going to get us an invite to the Legion of Doom. This was our most high-profile heist yet. We stole." Um, jewelry or whatever, a valuable prize from Aquaman, a member of the Justice League, even though it was Aquaman. <laughs> Ivy is like, I'm not part of this crew because the news report says like the most uh, the standout the member standout of member. the crew. And uh, Ivy's like, nah, -uh, you just wanted me to do a favor. I provided that favor. I'm not part of the crew. But then Harley runs in with a letter. She got her Legion of Doom rsvp invite yes so they finally got and the whole the whole gang um is invited and uh ivy doesn't want to go 
But Harley kind of guilts her into it and says like, well, I mean, what if Joker's there? Like, and my best friend isn't there to help me. And that kind of does the trick. Uh, Psycho says uh, he can't go because he's banned, but asks her to put in a good word for him. There's the Legion of Doom. Oh, uh, first, there's like a weird, like roaring noise at the mall and Psy refuses to acknowledge it. And then we go to the Legion of Doom, which that whole... Uh, anyway, uh, we'll just... We'll talk we'll about it We'll get there. There's yeah. a lot happening. Yes, there's so much. Uh, my next note is... Okay, next, Legion of Doom. Harley is wearing a blazer and skirt and a choker. And my next so note cute. is... Rahul Coley is Scarecrow. Yes. This is the second time we've... Or third time we met Scarecrow. I think we saw him... I've been at- excited every time that it's Rahul Coley. <laughs> Yeah, um, which uh, here's your opportunity to talk about about Haunting of Fly Manor, which went online this Friday. I haven't finished it. Carly has barely started it. Yeah, I need to, to shotgun the behind. rest of it. So, uh, okay, back to uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. So Scarecrow is giving the tour through and naming off like the giant luminaries of evil, like Joker and... Lex Luthor, and Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. And uh, we stand for the anthem here. God. Yeah. Delicious. Such a douche. Uh, And um, so we meet, and we meet Lex Luthor too, because he's like, uh, you know, welcoming everybody. Um, Ivy is like really resistant, even though Harley is just so hyped to be here. And she's like, Oh my God, look at how, you know, how much stuff they have, how many amenities, how many like evil swag they have. Divers you can eat, an improv night. Yeah. And Ivy's like, this is ridiculous. They are, this isn't the Legion of Doom. This is the Legion of Del- Dildos. <laughs> and, um, which actually exists. It's a shop down the street that Lex Luthor's in a legal battle with over the name. Right. But Ivy's not falling for this, like, um kind of dog and pony show so she no, like she went to sarah lawrence she recognizes the sausage fest right so she pulls um lex aside is like what's going on you've been ignoring harley this entire time and now you're just like rolling out the red carpet and um that's when it comes out that like lex has been trying to invite ivy into the legion of doom over 140 times and she's uh, always 148 said no. right and she's always said no, but now he can find a way to get her in it because if Harley, if Ivy doesn't join, then Harley doesn't get an invitation into the Legion of Doom. And can I do a side note? Like most iterations of Ivy, she is not an even killed or chill person. She is a very, very, very angry person who's very confrontational. And, you know, except for her, like, seemingly endless patience with um, Harley and Kite Man, like, this is, like, one of the times where you start to get the hint of, like, no. No, she is, like, one hair trigger away from just, like, calling you an asshole in your own office and then, like, making your plants eat you. Yeah. Like, she's... I mean, she like instantly up in Lex's face. She, yeah, she does. She like sends all these plants to like pick him up, and she cuts his face. And 
like she's very threatening and t- and just over like what is going on tell me i literally cut your head off yeah and we've like seen her kind of do the same with joker so like like so is the common ground here that like when she's suspicious about someone in regards to harley this is like overprotectiveness coming out or is she just like normally the very angry person that we've seen in most other iterations with only kind of like a zen overlay that is actually just chill when Harley's around. Mm, Good question. I don't really know. But this is an episode where she does like become very soft. Um, (laughs) Because she does start to like be more proactive because up until this point, like she has been the one in the background like while Harley is doing like all of her crazy scheming Ivy's just in the background like drinking red wine and watching TV or cleaning her apartment or you know spritzing her plants so like it's it's this episode episode 8 where she is um has to kind of start stating her boundaries of in or out are you crew or are you not mm mm-hmm. mhm So, and it's hard for her to, like, she wants to tell Lex to, like, fuck off, but she looks over at Harley, who is just so excited, who's like, they have a gift shop, and they don't have my name in the license plates, but they have, it's close enough, isn't this place great? And it's, like, really- It's Harvey, by the way. And, uh, and Ivy just kind of, like, smiles, and you can see that she's conflicted. Yeah. And then we cut to a fucking tentacle monster. That's right. So my next note is back at the mall, tentacle monster in the basement. So it's making a lot of noise. Psy wants to ignore it, but Psycho like can't ignore that there is something like coming out of the basement and out of the floor. And uh, so Psy has like, oh, oh, okay, that there's a tentacle monster in the basement. And that starts off like our our, I would say our C plot. It does take up more screen time, but I say that our B plot is Ivy and what's going on with her. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I agree. So um, everyone Psycho's is- Psycho's always C. Yes. Everyone is um, invited to uh, this like new member night. It's like a party where they will announce who's going to be next invited into the Legion of Doom. Yeah, again, the nomination process feels a lot like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, and that would make sense with the like tour in the beginning where Scarecrow is calling out all of these people in their big portraits. My first note is Harley has a Harlequin bodycon dress. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, they're going through a weapon check. KG Beast is who Harley's up against and he's like de-weaponized. So instead of a gun, he just has like a spoon in his prosthetic hand as he tries to like eat some soup. Yeah, that's like a really nice, like, if you pay attention to the episode, there's like so many visual gags with KG Beast, like switching out his prosthetic for different things. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't remember noticing it that much the first time I watched the episode, but um, the the frame has him in the background quite a bit or like cuts to him to see his reaction throughout the episode. And I thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, and also just a regular gag gag. Apparently, Harley uh, ate cereal out of a blender for breakfast this morning. Yeah, you know my cereal cups were dirty. I, God, should be hard to live with. <laughs> uh, 
for you, maybe I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a huge aquarium wall around them. That's an important point. Yeah. King Shark is standing over there arguing with the fish. Kite Man is there and Ivy walks up to him like, oh, I didn't know you were invited to this thing. And it turns out he, he picked up freelance. Uh, he has a side gig doing catering because being Ivy's boyfriend is pricey. And uh, another kind of cute Ivy moment is like uh, Kite Man offers a chicken satay to Bane and he drops it. And Bane is like, I will blow you up, chicken satay. And I love Bane. <laughs> He is so funny. And uh, Kite Man says, how about you put that anger in your feelings pocket and I'm going to give you this whole tray. And Ivy again is just like, oh, she like doesn't doesn't want to like him so much. But to have someone who, again, just like doesn't care what anyone thinks and she's kind of really struggling with Harley who cares what everybody thinks or specifically Joker about her and her worth. Um, uh, I think it's speaking to her. It's, yeah, it also, is. Also, we're really getting the Ivy just really likes good people. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a bad guy and a good person, and that's exactly what the kind of people Ivy wants to surround herself with. And yeah, she she makes eyes at him. It's she's you know kind of unfortunately talking herself into this. Yeah. Like, but it's it's kind of cute to know that it's not just entirely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, Harley's like sees her talking to Kite Man is like, why are you talking to him? Which again, like adds to like the conflict between them because Ivy still hasn't told Harley about Kite Man. Um, they not only have been seeing each other and dating, but Ivy's identifying as his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secret. Uh, Aquaman crashes the party because of the family jewels, and it's so funny because everyone starts booing, booing him. him. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you crash like a party of like the world's worst villains, and they're instead like, of like boom. immediately killing you, they're just like boo, boo, and then they make fun of like oh, huh, family jewels. Uh, so that was really funny. And um, Kite Man, like, immediately is like, they checked the guest for weapons, but they didn't check the... The The help. Yeah, the help. And he, like, flips up his kite. And he called her babe and hardly catches that. And he, like, runs in to fight Aquaman. And unfortunately, there's a cross breeze. And he's just flung up through the window glass. Uh, Harley does get a good shot in, though, before that by, like, just punching Aquaman in the throat. Yes, that was really funny. Just instantaneous Just, throat like, punch. Shut up, shut up Fraser. Just uh, you didn't mention it, but we did also have a brief cut back to the mall with Sai and Psycho, where uh-huh. um, Psycho is asking about what was that, and Sai is like nothing. Oh wait, I just no, no, we no. throw livestock to it, and then I don't talk about it anymore. It was oh, like a super oh, brief gotcha. one. Super, okay, because I was about to say, I was is, like, I have a couple notes in here. Yeah, but this episode has a ton of jumps. Yeah. It reminded me of the first step. Was it the first or second episode um, where it's just 
cutting back and forth. And I feel like our recap was super long because of that. So anyway, uh, when it goes back to the LOD, um, Ivy is kind of, is knocked unconscious by like the fighting and, and Aquaman's like going in for what looks like a pretty devastating hit. Oh, and this is the part where like Harley Quinn, like she is emboldened because she's to stress that Ivy is unconscious and she, and she is the one that like Aquaman blames for the, for like robbing him. So um, he like calls his attention to her and she does it by calling him fish dick. Yes. Which is, I was really torn between crosswind. Oh shit. And (laughs) fish dick as being my favorite curses of the episode i think i I gotta go with fish dick oh man i forgot to um write mine down yeah she she stands in front of the giant slightly cracked aquarium goads aquaman into attacking her with his trident and he throws it and it hits the aquarium and all the glass shatters and all of these fish uh (laughs) fall out onto and they the start ground. screaming and bane starts stomping on them laughing and I'm like stomping Aqu- on your fish aquaman is losing his mind oh stop it bane and oh the sad little puffer fish that just oh kind of like loses all of his just, air and becomes mm. so small and, and so like aquaman runs off to save his fish yeah and he like yells at Yells at Harley. She's like, there's a YMCA pool down the street. He's like, sure, I'll take all of these saltwater fish and throw them in a chlorinated pool. What are you for? And uh, anyway, uh, we go back to the mall. And this is when we finally figure out what the tentacle monster really is. So Sai reveals part of his background, which we already knew was he was in the CIA. But so is his sister, who is a like brilliant CIA scientist. And hybridization was all the rage back then. Cocaine and hybridization. Yes. And so she experimented on combining animals. And one of the things that he needed for his job as a cleaner, uh, there's literally cleaning up bodies, a montage of him, like from the jungles to like boardrooms, he would uh, clean up all these like uh, CIA assassinated corpses. And uh, so she was going to hybridize a monkey and an octopus what he called a monkey puss and uh you know no irony at all and said so they they totally flied themselves like the jeff goldblum movie muriel uh his sister ended up getting hybridized with the octopus instead of the monkey to become a muriel puss (laughs) and uh so we meet muriel who's like a a real octopus monster even has like the beak of an octopus that she's like screaming from and we go back to the it cuts back to the lod and every just gotten a standing ovation for running off aquaman yeah everybody's kind of gathered around to announce the new the incoming um lod member And Ivy is, like, trying to get Harley's attention. Like, Harley's, like, super, like, celebrating. Like, of course I'm going to get it. I just, like, fought off Aquaman. And Ivy, like, makes eye contact with Lex. Like, what's going on? And he just kind of, like... Fist bumps KG Beast. Yeah. 
Ivy's like trying to get Harley's attention, like, hey, you know, nom- being nominated is also really cool too. Even if you don't get in, it's not that big of a deal. And Harley's like, of course I'm going to get in. So if I didn't, I would take a header out this window and smash my brains on the sidewalk. I have to get in. And then, so this is my favorite Harley Ivy moment because Ivy's like, no, 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 forget the LOD. Like, we'll do our own thing. Join me and we'll get those flame retardant jumpsuits you always wanted to. And which I thought was really cute. And why not? Man, we could have like skipped like the events of most of the rest of the series if Harley and Ivy had just joined together um, right at that point. But Harley has a lot of growing up to do. As I say, these people don't learn without conflict. Uh, Lex is like talking on stage, like about to announce who's going to be in the LOD. And that's when Ivy decides like, okay, listen, he didn't want you. They just wanted me. And of course, that's when um, Harley is invited into the Legion of Doom. So uh, awkward, like not a great, great moment. So after like Harley is like given like the medal of whatever invitation or whatever initiation i don't know uh they get into a huge fight and um they're still fighting once they get back to the mall right and um like harley's like you're just jealous and you never Calls really want friendless yeah you never really wanted me to get into the legion of doom because that would mean that you'd lose your only friend and of course that's like super fucking hurtful and also not true so uh, Ivy's like, forget this, I'm leaving. And Harley says, you know, yeah, go back to your stupid plants. And Ivy says, you know they have names. Sorry, I don't mean to like completely just rehearse all the dialogue to you, but. You know they have names was pretty great. It was. And the delivery was great, just stomping out. Yeah. Uh, as if like that's like the most hurtful thing you could say. <laughs> it's like, how dare you not name them? Um but so uh, I was reflecting on this uh, moment uh, this morning before we recorded this episode, because often one of the things that I that really gets under my skin that really irritates me is just kind of like very surface level, like conflict where they it just seems like the writers are coming up with a reason to like make these characters fight. Uh, like, if only you guys would have a conversation, all of this would be solved. Yeah, like least favorite trope. But this one really feels real to me because I'm sure on the way over, Ivy said, like, Lex told me this uh, because the dialogue that she says at the party is like, they don't want you, they want me. It makes, like, literal no sense. They're actually sharing the information and still having conflict. This isn't like a fight that is just born out of poor communication skills. Right. Well, and because it like really hits on Harley's insecurities too, that she's not good enough that, uh, she's a B lister. Yeah. The, or a sidekick. And, and that her friend would be, would, um, like keep that from her or would like try to make it worse. So it, it made sense to me that this would be kind of bubble up and bubble over. Like Harley doesn't think that Ivy is like, jealous of her what she really is heard about is that she's still insecure that she thinks that she's not worth you know being in the big leagues which and that her friend didn't believe in her right and she's saying that i'm like no i i did i got in they may not have thought initially but i proved it it was my fight with aquaman 
even still I got in and you're not happy for me. Mm-hmm. So um, Ivy storms out and uh, they're uh, the return of the tentacle monster. Yes. The floor underneath them breaks apart and they fall down into the basement. And that's when they are all there to see the tentacle monster. Psycho is helping Psy talk to his sister um, with his like tell you know telepathy and it's so so uh Cy and Muriel kind of like reconcile um it's pretty like over the top but it's over the top in a charming way because Muriel says something like it's not just that I was turned into a tentacle monster it was that you walked away from me like I didn't just lose my brother I lost my best friend and Harley like takes out her phone and she Looks and at this a, is my favorite moment is she looks at a picture on her phone which it looks like it's the lock screen like she yeah. just kind of pulls it out of her pocket and it's a picture of harley and ivy oh no they both had a picture a That's, selfie together as their lock screens yeah and ivy's looking at a picture like on the wall at her apartment and it's so funny because they literally just had this fight 30 seconds ago like no time has passed it's not like i am full of regret i waited so long it's like this just happened and they're already not mad at each other anymore yeah Cy and muriel took 35 years for this <laughs> yes and they're like getting like schmoopy and butt hurt like 30 seconds later yes so um Cy lets muriel go so you know uh, says, I'm so sorry that I locked you up here and lets her go. And immediately she starts c- killing people on the street. Like she uses her tentacles to pull down a helicopter. There's mayhem and gore. And, and they heart- just uh, shut, they shut that, that door. door. <laughs> that's another, that's the why it's so fun to be like with like chaotic characters chaotic characters that are just like they're not heroes like even when you root for them even when they're good people like they are just gonna be like oh i just don't want to see this that's (laughs) a no for me the next day we're back at the lod and it's their like first official day after being invited all of them get to go including psycho ivy's not there but um, Psycho's uh, ban was lifted, but as long as he isn't on a heist with them in which they can cross paths with a female superhero, which is fair. And um, Harley is about to text Ivy like and apologize, like, sorry, I fucked up. And um, Ivy is at her apartment and she like sees that, like, looks at her phone, sees that Harley is about to type, is typing something and is like super, ex- like, um, she's relieved. ready to make yeah. up mm-hmm. um but lex interrupts harley and invites her to like i don't know see something and harley like deletes the message and puts the phone back in her pocket and the saddest thing is ivy like looks sees that she stops typing and like t- throws her phone on the table and like flings herself on the sofa and that's the where the uh, my notes end does anything important happen after that uh Yes, Lex oh, leads shit. her into the boardroom, oh, and the yeah. chair spins around, and it's the Joker. I can't imagine why I didn't write that down. <laughs> so, whoops. And uh, and that's the episode. Well, that's because as soon as uh, Ivy threw herself into the sofa, you did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm upset. Just Like, this is the first, like, Just main... be happy. 
Yeah, this is like the first, you know, big fight that they've had, like main conflict. And you can see that- it is justified. It is, because like Ivy shouldn't let like Harley, like she was genuinely trying to help Harley. And Harley said some really terrible things to her. Um, And then Ivy's like having her own like personal life. She should have said something to Harley as soon as Lex- started trying to like pull shit of just being mm-hmm. like hey he's saying this to me so i don't know what's going to happen here mm-hmm. but like there's no reason she needed to lie and hide information from harley to try and protect her oh, harley's a big girl right so yeah don't yeah, keep secrets don't keep secret keep uh, don't keep secrets so i mean maybe this is an example of like if you just had like this conversations and stop being so insecure about what the other thought maybe you know you wouldn't have gotten into a fight but that's how you grow harley's doing a lot of uh growing unfortunately i have a feeling she's gonna do a little bit of backsliding but that's next episode or somewhere in the rest of the season yes If you like this podcast, you can subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And you can also talk to us about this episode and more on Twitter at Harley Quinn Pod. And lastly, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.